forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous, righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. I love that. Amen? Today I want to talk about on the last day of 2023. I think it's, a, it's great that we're gathered on the last day of the year. Amen? Amen? On this last day of 2023, I want to talk about moving forward with purpose. Moving forward with purpose. You see, as we move into 2024, we need to focus and sharpen up areas of our life. And I find it amazing all the prophetic words coming forth about washing windows and cleaning things up. It goes right along with what I'm talking about today. But we need clear direction personally so we can fulfill our God-given purpose. Listen to this. The word purpose is defined as this. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Why are we here? Amen? Say purpose. The Word of God said that the steps of a good man or a good person are ordered by the Lord. The key to that verse is this. The steps are ordered by the Lord. Say my steps need to be ordered by the Lord. The only one that has the power, the only one that has the ability, the only one that has the right to set our purpose is our creator. Amen. Have you ever made something or drew something and and you had a purpose for it and someone says, oh, this blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, that's not what I created it for. Amen. Think about it. Clear direction and purpose for your life are revealed as you are obedient to the Word of God, as you're obedient to the Holy Spirit. And listen, there is nothing more miserable and frustrating than living in this life without clear purpose, without clear direction, just aimlessly walking around. Now, can you imagine going to the airport and getting on an airplane that has no clear destination? The plane just flies, the pilot gets on there and says, hey, welcome aboard. We're just going to fly around until the fuel's gone, and wherever you land, that's your destination. Listen, that's how many Christians treat their life. They're just going to run and do things and do things and run and run and run out of gas, and whatever happens, happens. No, no, no. God says, I have purpose for your life. I have a clear direction. So that's not how it works at the airport, right? When you go somewhere, when you want to fly somewhere, you you have to purchase that ticket and it has a specific destination on it. Amen? And that destination, you get to the airport, it's posted on all the airport monitors and and the flight number, the destination match your ticket. Amen? Amen? Everything on this earth and in this society operates with some kind of purpose and some kind of structure. Why do we treat our personal life with such carelessness of not operating with purpose and clear direction? See, many times it's not important enough to people. It's a, it's a laziness. It's a lethargy. Say lethargy. It's, they're given place to demonic distractions. That's what the enemy's trying to distract you from. Knowing your purpose and fulfilling it. Alright? See, when I was going to go fly somewhere on the trips in the jet, we had to do some major flight planning. Say flight planning. Every leg of that trip, we had to plan it. I mean everything from the weather to the weight and balance, the fuel, what altitude where the best winds are so we can, you know, save fuel and get there quicker. I mean everything was planned out perfectly. A pilot has to do all that planning just for one leg of a flight. But many Christians do no planning for their personal life, uh, 
personally or spiritually. And then they wonder why their life is an absolute train wreck. Because you ran out of fuel and where you landed is a mess. Amen? Oh, it's getting quiet in here on the last day of 2023. Listen to this. When we would file a flight plan with air traffic control for our destination, right, for our route, we would put on that flight plan the desired route that we wanted to fly. But, but, when I called uh, clearance delivery for the, the uh, clearance for the flight, we, I would always be ready and always prepared to write down another route because you rarely got Cleared as filed. Hello, somebody. Oh, there's nothing better for a pilot to hear you're cleared as filed. I don't have to write down to this whole new route. But I'm telling you right now, 95% of the time, they gave me a new route. And I, but I was ready. When they gave the new route, I had on my, my knee board and I wrote that down and I read it back to them. And they would say, read back, correct. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said many Christians are filing their own flight plans for their life with their own route. And they're not willing to change and follow my routing for their life. Come on. And they're not walking in the fullness of my blessing because of it. If I tried, if, if I took off in that jet and I, I said, you know, forget you, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go on your route. I'm going to do mine. You know what happened? I'd be sitting in a slammer. They would pull my license. But we treat our personal life so carelessly. No, God, I want my own route. But it says the steps of a good man or person are ordered by who? The Lord. Our steps must be ordered by the Lord to truly walk in our purpose. To truly, this is what the Holy Ghost said, to truly take advantage of the fullness of the blessing of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ. So as we go into this new year, I want to talk about two things that we need to do as believers, as a church. Two things that we need to do to move forward. Are you ready? The first thing that we need to do to move forward with purpose into this new year, is number one, we need to recognize or become aware of some things in our life. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, let me break it down for you. We must take the time to reflect and look back on this year and even beyond that. And we must take an honest look at the decisions that we made made that were proved to be bad decisions and learn from them. We need to look back on this year and beyond if it's affecting you now. We need to look back at the decisions that we made that were positive and learn from them. Amen? Listen to this. Experience is a very hard and challenging teacher. You want to know why? Listen to this experience is a hard teacher because it gives the test first and you learn the lesson after it. Hello, somebody. You take the test first and you learn the lesson after it. Many times negative things happen in our life and we just call it fate, right? You're that pilot that ran out of fuel and you just landed in a cornfield. And that's where you are in life, right? That you just call it fate. And they don't really take an honest look and come to the conclusion of that of those things that happen because of poor decision making. Until, listen to this, if you're taking notes, write this down. Until we make the unconscious conscious or become aware of those things they, they will direct your life and we'll just call it fate. We got to make the unconscious conscious. We need to be aware of some things. Amen. Many think, like I said, many think whatever happens, happens. No, the, you want to know what the word of God calls it? Sowing and reaping. It's, there, it's, it's a, a spiritual law. It works for good and it works for evil. Where you are today is because of the sowing and reaping spiritual law. So, 
until we make the unconscious conscious or become aware of the negative cycles in our life. We're just going to continuously and aimlessly live life without purpose and walking in these negative cycles. It's time to break these negative cycles before we go into this new year. Amen? People use the word fate. What does fate mean? A fate, it means it's beyond their control. You would be surprised how many things are in your control. Amen? Sometimes the only way, listen to this, sometimes the only way to make the unconscious conscious in your life is to get some good spiritual guidance and and some counseling from another Christian. Amen? To make you aware of some things that you may not even notice. Why? What I mean by unconscious, you do things and not even think about them. There's negative cycles in your life, and you're not even thinking about it. That's what I'm saying. You've got to make the unconscious conscious. Are you following me? For example, someone that's extremely negative all the time. They might not notice it because it's become a part of who they are subconsciously. It's become a habit. It's just a subconscious thing. And then all of a sudden, a Christian comes along and points out, man, you're pretty negative, And they get offended, right? Why? Because that person just made the unconscious conscious and they didn't like that their window was dirty. Are you following me? You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever had this, if you were in a restaurant eating with someone and and someone's talking real loud and everyone around's listening and you're kind of wanting to crawl under the table. Right? Right? Well, they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it, they're, they're just focusing on you and they're not thinking about the surroundings. Well, we do a lot of things in our life unconsciously that we're not even thinking about. Amen? Are you getting anything? Wow. So we do so many things unconsciously in our life without thinking about it. But if we are going to grow spiritually, listen to me, we must take an honest look at our life. And recognize or become aware of these areas that are holding us back. Areas that we're dragging Jesus through the mud with our fleshly actions. Are you following me? Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to show you something here. We have to make the unconscious conscious. That's like the theme of what the Holy Ghost is saying before we move into this new year. Because it's time. The Holy Ghost said, it's time for my people to break negative cycles in their life. We've got to break these negative cycles or we're, we're just going just gonna to roam around that mountain for 40 more years, baby. We don't want that. Amen. I'm tired of that mountain. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to become unaware that all all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank uh, of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But most of them, but with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples. Say examples. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted or strongly desired. And do not become idolaters as some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain. Oh, there's one right there. Oh, whoa. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Never mind. Let's just move on. Let's forget about that one. As some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, 
Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So the Holy Spirit through Paul said he didn't want us to be unaware. Say unaware. You know what that means? He doesn't want you to be unconscious of this fact. Hello, somebody. The Holy Spirit wants us to be aware of every aspect of our life that's on the wrong course. Okay? Listen, the only perfect one that walked this earth was Jesus. Are you following me? We all have areas of our life that we need to correct course here and there. Amen? So I don't want to go through my life and live unconsciously. And then one day when I take my last breath, I'm thinking, man, all these regrets that I had. While it was in our power the whole time to make the course corrections. Listen, we need to live a life of no regrets. Amen. Amen. Whatever happened in the past, stop. Guess what? You can't change what happened in the past, but you can, you can change and you can make a difference right here, right now in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must live our life with purpose. The word of God reveals our purpose. We were created to bring glory to him, joy to him, and to live filled with meaningful fellowship with our heavenly father. Amen. The Holy Spirit tells us that all those examples in the word of God are for our admonition to consider. He's saying, listen to this. He's saying, consider the words, consider your actions of your life. And that there are consequences to all of them. The Holy Spirit is trying to get us to become aware, to become conscious of where we are on the road of life right now. We must recognize the path that we're on. We are are all on a path right now, amen? We need to get on the right path before this new year. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to blow the top off. And we're the only ones that can prevent that. Think about that. Verse 12 said this. Let him who thinks he stands take heed or become aware. Become conscious of. Lest he fall. Become aware of your faults. Become aware of your weaknesses. There's only one. Oh my goodness. Listen to this. You want to know who knows your faults and weaknesses better than you? the enemy do you think do you think the enemy just throws random stuff at you oh no he studies you all day long all night long because that which you're doing in private it's not private oh come on somebody that magazine you're looking at that 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 stuff you're looking at on the internet (laughs) it's not private and the enemy sees it and he says, oh, a weakness. Here you go. Oh, there's a... Listen, the enemy does not waste his time on things to tempt you with that won't tempt you. If you don't have a weakness toward homosexuality, the enemy's not going to tempt you with that. Let's just be honest about it. Let's get real. Can we be real a little bit? Can we talk real? Right? But listen, so the Holy Spirit's trying to get us to become aware. We need to recognize what path we are in life right now. Recognize and take responsibility for your own words, your own actions that have caused you to be, be on a negative, dangerous, and wrong path. Just take it. Why, why, why do we just want to shove it off? Why don't we just be honest with ourselves? Right? And listen, I want to challenge even everybody in Living Waters Chapel. If there's an area that you see your brother or sister where they're stumbling, confront them on it. We are our brother's keeper. Think about it, right? Why not? Let's just be real with each other. Don't just come in here, put a mask on, hey, everything's all great, and your life is a mess. Say, I need prayer, I'm a mess. I got problems with lust, pornography, whatever it is alcoholism some addiction whatever it is amen that's what by the way that's what the war rooms were. you come into church go go in the car wash of the war room before coming into service that's what that, that was the whole purpose of the war room 
The Holy Ghost said, before service, if someone needs prayer, go work it out, then come in and enter into his presence. Right? And you notice when you do that, it it takes fewer songs to enter in for you. Why? Because you're ripping that junk off of you. Amen? Listen, the beautiful thing with God is this. If you have breath in your lungs, it's not too late to make course corrections in your life. Take time to reflect on the emotionally painful things. Listen, take time to reflect on these emotionally painful things that has happened over the course of the year. Uh, and really in your life in general, if, they're, if you're still holding on to them. Take all the time you need to process the, these things. Because whether you know it or not, they're affecting you. And they're worth letting it come to the top. Don't shove it under the rug. I see so many Christians just shoving it under the rug. And they're a walking volcano. They're a walking volcano in life. Right? But let those things consciously come to the surface. You know what we call that in deliverance ministry? Go to the point of the pain. Because the pain's still affecting you. You're, you're a volcano. I mean, there's pressure building up. Just let it, let it blow, baby. Just let it blow. Let it go. Release it. Amen? Don't hold on to it. You don't have to put on a show. You come and see Marianne and I. Listen, you don't have to put on a show about anything. You're not going to tell us anything we haven't heard before. Okay? But listen to this. When a cut or a sore is not healing properly, sometimes you have to rip the scab off, clean it out, and put another Band-Aid on it. That's going to the point of the pain. Whatever it is that's causing you to be that volcano, making rash decisions because of pain that's happened to you in the past, release it. Amen? You're not helping yourself by avoiding the processing of those negative emotions. They're getting processed unconsciously. Hello. You've got to make the unconscious conscious. Amen? Here we go. The ne- Are you guys doing all right in here? Anybody need a pillow, blanket, anything? Can we, any peanuts? Chris, can you bring, okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The next step you need to take once you reflect And recognize what path you're on. You need to redirect yourself in the path, God's path for your life. Go to Proverbs 4. I want to show you something. There's a real powerful passage here. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. I, I, I don't know about you, but... When I, would, when I go to churches, when I go to conferences, when I visit a church, I want to hear a message that challenges me. Don't just give me fluff. Don't give me marshmallows. I want something that's going to really hit deep in my heart that's going to make me grow. Something where I maybe squirm a little bit in the seat. Something that's really going to stretch me. Amen? So don't be mad at me. Amen? I'm just giving you the same experience that I would want to have. Okay, here you go. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Here it is. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So it says ponder the path of your feet. That's talking about ponder the direction of your life. Ponder is defined as this. It is... To think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Christians are horrible with that. We need to ponder some things, amen? Let all your ways be established. In other words, make sure your ways, your words, your actions, and your life, here's what it's saying, you ready? Have purpose attached to them. Well, Jesus said we're going to be judged for every idle word. Right? So we got to make sure uh, uh, everything we do, we need to have purpose from the word of God attached to it. Amen? Listen to this. The word established means this. I love it. It means to be in order. To be in 
order. God is, God is a God of order. And He requires us, His people, to live a life of order. Amen? Another word for order is purpose. Don't you like that? See how it's all tying together? Yeah? Living a life of order means a life of obedience to the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, many Christians are, listen to this. Oh, you got to get this. You got to get this. Are you ready? Huh. Many Christians are using wrongs that were done to them to justify a life of disorder. Oh, come on. Let me say it again. Many Christians are using wrongs that were done to them in the past to justify a life of disorder. See, the flesh always wants to be a martyr, right? Doesn't it? Right? The misery loves company. All these, these cliche things we could say. See, they wronged me. Therefore, I have a right to live in disobedience to God and His Word. No? Oh, okay. Well, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance. Listen to this. Someone needs to hear this today. The Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance the account of Joseph and all the wrongs that were done to him over the course of years. We get ticked off if someone pulls in front of us in the parking lot. Think about Joseph. For years this man was wrongly accused. Come on somebody. Say years. He was treated horrible by his family. Anybody here? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. He was falsely accused. He was thrown in prison. But that didn't break him. He remained faithful to God even when life wasn't treating him fairly. And guess what? We have no excuse to live a life of disorder. We have no excuse. If anybody had an excuse to be bitter in life and to live with a chip on his shoulder, it was Joseph. Think about that. Joseph, oh, I like this. I like the story of Joseph. Joseph was established in God. He lived a life of obedience consciously. Joseph did not wander aimlessly in life through his trials. He, uh, oh, you're not hearing this. Listen, he did not wander aimlessly in his trials. You know where I see people? Man, when they go through a trial, you want to know where I see people when they just go hog wild after a divorce? Come on. Oh, uh. <laughs> Man, they're loving and serving God when everything's going great. But then they get a divorce. Look out. Think about it. They're having problems at home. Look out. All restraint is gone. I'm talking to somebody. Come on. Amen. Joseph's actions were not affected by the negative actions of others toward him. He was focused. Say focused. Listen to me. When you consciously choose to live a life of righteous obedience to God, you can live with confidence. You can live with joy. You can live with peace that God is going to pull you out of that pit. The reason so many Christians are miserable and have no confidence, no peace, no joy is because they're on the wrong path. Plain and simple. They are unconsciously acting out in the flesh and their own conscience is convicting them. And they're miserable. There's nothing more miserable than constantly having your conscience prick your heart. Think about it. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention to repent and redirect your life and get back on the path and purpose for your life. I mean, after a... a something that happened to you that just rocked you it's hard isn't not anybody am i talking to any humans in here or are you all ai creatures just sitting in a pew today i got are you guys a hologram here what's going on here oh yeah there you are in the course of six months i went through a divorce my mom died and i lost a job 
if that doesn't want to make someone go absolutely crazy, hello. There were times where I just wanted to let restraint go and forget about it and, and be like, this is crazy. But you know what I kept feeling? The Holy Spirit stirring in here saying, Mm-mm, you have a call on your life. Do not stray. Do not go down that wrong road. It, it, he never left. He never left. Oh, but I... <laughs> Hello? I'm a human. Amen. Listen, that's why you can be real with me when you're talking to me. Yeah, don't put a mask on. Don't put a mask on. That's ridiculous. We're not playing some religious game in here. I want to help people. I want to help people. And you've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be honest with God. And you've got to be honest if you're talking to me. Talk to me, honestly. Amen? But listen to this. I said it before, and I'll say it again. By default the flesh wins by default the flesh wins in other words you have to make a conscious effort to stay on the right path you got to make a conscious effort to stay on the right road with god because it does not happen unconsciously you want to know what does happen unconsciously walking in the wrong path so you've got to maintain that focus on god on the word of god amen it must be on purpose. Without that effort being made on purpose, the flesh always wins. And that's why, uh, that's why you do not want to live your life without purpose in mind. You always got to keep the word in front of you. Keep, that means keep it in your thought life, right? You got to keep it fresh in your thought life. You must keep your purpose for being created and on this earth fresh in your thought life. I guarantee you, when you lose that focus, that's when you backslide. When, when purpose is gone, that's when the backslide. Because you wouldn't do it if you knew the doors you were opening to the kingdom of darkness. If you could see into the spirit realm, when you do that thing you shouldn't be doing, you wouldn't do it. You've got to make the unconscious conscious become aware of what's going on. Amen? But listen, if you, if you made mistakes in the past, you fell into sin, you can repent and come back to the Lord, get back on that path. Peter, Peter denied Jesus three times. But he came back. And he came back. Listen to this. He came back in G, So Peter denied Jesus three times, right? Three, say three. three. And then... <laughs> and then Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? So for all the times that Peter um, uh, rejected Jesus, Jesus made it up with three more questions of do you love me? It's time to take charge of your life and redirect it back on your God-given path. It's done. Put your foot down now. It's done. Break the negative cycle right now. Amen? It's time to become aware of, to pay attention to the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of you. Take an inventory of your life. Listen. Take an inventory of relationships in your life. Some are good and some are toxic in your life. Come on. Cleanse your life of all toxic relationships. Now, husbands and wives, no, you need to come for counseling. Hello. Come to counseling first, okay? <laughs> but cleanse your life. The Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance the account of Jonah. Jonah, listen to this. Jonah was disobedient to the call of God on his life, and he was running from God. And Jonah, he was trying to escape from God. Listen to this. He was trying to escape from God. And he got on a boat with fishermen, right? He got on a boat. And it says this, that God literally caused the storm. And it brought danger and trouble to all that were in that ship. Here's the point. Are you ready? Everyone was affected by Jonah's disobedience. Oh, come on now. No, no, listen. Okay, go to Jonah. Here we go. Go to Jonah 1. This is some good stuff here, people. Listen to this. Jonah 1, verse 10. The point here, 
everyone was affected by it in the boat. My question is this, who's in your boat? The people, they, they, they cast lots to see who is this that's causing this, this storm. And it fell on Jonah. All right. So Jonah finally admits to these fishermen, you know, to these people in the boat says, it's me. I'm in disobedience to God. I'm trying to run from God. Look at Jonah 1, 10 through 16. Powerful. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, to Jonah, why have you done this? For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he had, he has told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more temptuous. And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Would you say that? Is anybody bold enough to say that? Then the sea will become calm for you. At least he was honest. You got to give that to the boy, right? For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land, but they could not. For the sea continued to grow more temptuous against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have, uh, have done as it has pleased you. So they finally said, they said, you know what? We're going to try to get back to shore here. Okay. Okay. It's not working. You're out of here. <laughs> Verse 15. Listen to this. This is great. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. Here it is. And the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. That was a testimony to those unbelievers. As soon as they ditched Jonah overboard, the storm stopped. Are you ready for this? Get ready. Are you ready? Here's my point. There are some in here with spiritual storms raging in your life right now that might be the cause of connecting with the wrong people that are pulling you down spiritually. It's time to throw them out of your boat. Hello, somebody. It has created an ungodly soul tie that has opened the door for the kingdom of darkness to gain access into your life. And it's affecting you. Even, listen, oh my goodness, the Holy Ghost had me write this down. Even receiving items from an individual that should not be in your life will cause havoc, havoc and keep the soul tie. Jewelry, whatever it is. I'm t- Hello, somebody. Say soul tie. Now, I'm not talking about co-workers or people that you have to be around. Hello, amen, or else you, you know, or else you would never be out in the world having to make a living and do all that. I'm not talking about that. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the relationships, the people that you have a relationship with, that you're giving access into your inner circle of friends and relationships. I'm talking about people you have given. Are you ready? VIP access into your life. It's time to pull that VIP card. Are you following me? I'm talking about people that that you're willingly giving access to in your life that the Holy Spirit and others have warned you about. Why? Because there are some things that happen because you got the wrong people in your boat. Think about this. Oh, I'm done. When I wrote this, I, I felt the manifest presence of God on me the whole time. The Holy Ghost is speaking right now. Listen, whether you know it or not, these people are negatively affecting your life and hindering your God given purpose and restricting the blessings of God from coming into your life. Look at Proverbs 13. Say, I got to get them out of my boat. Oh. Say, then the storm will stop. Has anybody ever done that before? Where you were connected to someone and 
things just, it was a mess, you feel horrible, things are happening, and you, you, you got rid of them, and all of a sudden there was like a peace. Anybody? Yes. Look at all the, look at that. Yes. I'm telling you right now, this is the word of God on this topic. Proverbs 13, 20 through 21. It says this, he who walks with the, with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Now, hang with me, only got two more pages and I'm done. But listen, who you spend your time with matters to God and it should matter to you. There is so many verses that talk about who we're fellowshipping with, who you're allowing to be in that inner circle of your life. See, walking or hanging out with the wise or with those that obey the word of God will positively influence you and you will gain wisdom from those people. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. That's the importance of all of us hanging out, not just at a, a Wednesday or a Sunday, but let's get together outside of church. Amen. Have people over your house. Have some awesome fellowship. Amen? But the companion of fools or those that are disobedient to the word of God will be destroyed because you will be influenced by their ways. I know what someone's saying. Ah, they don't influence me. Well, if the word of God says you will, if I'm a betting guy, I'm going with God. There's a reason why God said it. Listen, companion means this, someone you spend a lot of time with or someone you invest time with. So there are, there are investments being made into your life. There are deposits being made into your life by the people that you're giving place to and hanging out with. Think about this. You are creating a soul tie. See, a soul tie is not just from sexual encounters. I know that's all we think about, right? Because it's talked about so much. Oh, no, 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 no. You can gain a, a, a get a soul tie formed with a, a friend, people you're hanging out with. Have you ever noticed, have you ever hung out with someone and they're just a bad influence and all of a sudden you're starting to talk like them? You're starting to act like them. Are you, Why? Because there's deposits being made on the inside of you as you're hanging around them. Yeah, spouses, you, do you, have, you hang out with anyone and, and your spouse says, I don't like them. Something's not right with them. Anybody? Oh, don't raise your hand. You need to listen to your spouse. Because they're picking up discernment on something. Are you following me? This is some good preaching that will save marriages. Hello. Amen. You're creating a soul tie that will, that will give access to demons in your life. It will mess with your thought life. It will desensitize you from sin. And it will affect your words and actions. In a nutshell, it will influence your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Think about that. So don't be that foolish person that thinks, oh, I'm not affected by them. If the word of God gives the warning, there's a very good reason for it. Amen. And l- listen to this. Let me give you some more evidence that God knows what he's talking about. God created you. God engineered you. And he's the only one that has the manual on you. This is the manual. This is your user manual. Are you following me? Listen to him. Take heed to his instructions and obey the word of God. Not obeying the word of God. The the Bible talks about the person that doesn't obey the word of God. It says that they are a fool. And that's pride in action. Uh, You know, you want to do it your way because you think you know more than God. That's what pride is. Well, the word of God says this. Are you ready for this? The word of God says that your pride or thinking you can do it better than God. You know what? It will cause him to resist you. That's in the New Testament. Yeah, I know I say it a lot, but I think it's a good reminder. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit said this to me about it. Are you ready for this? He said, you know, not only will God resist you for your pride. You ready for this? The whole kingdom of God resists you. No angelic help. 
Oh, are you following me? It's not just God, one God. No, the whole kingdom of God is resisting you. Are you following me? This is some serious stuff here. So that could very well be a manifestation. These things that are not going right. Things are always a struggle. There's always drama. Check and see if there's any pride operating in your life. Causing God and the entire kingdom of God to resist you. Think about it. Proverbs 13.21 said that evil pursues sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. See, always follow righteousness. Always be a doer of the word of God. You will never go wrong being a doer of the word of God. Amen? Good will always come back to you. And the prime example was Joseph. When people were treating him like dirt. When he was getting falsely accused. Right? Potiphar's wife, right? He didn't touch her. Hello, somebody. But she, that threw him in prison. But even in the midst of all that, he said, you know what? I can never go wrong obeying God. And God's going to take care of me. I'm on my last page here. So now, real quick, have you ever been driving somewhere and the GPS gives an instruction that does not make sense to you? You ever had that? Like, no, you're, you're, you're like, no, I, I know where to go. I'm not turning here. And then you go your own way, and there was a huge accident and traffic backup, and it added 30 minutes to your route. Should have listened to the GPS. That is like the instructions and command in the Word of God. Even when it doesn't make sense to your natural mind, obey it. You will never go wrong. My last passage is Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, look at this. Proverbs 22, verses 25 and 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways, and set a snare for your soul, your mind will and emotions again the negative attitudes of others will eventually rub off on you first corinthians 13 15, says this it says do not be deceived evil communications or evil company corrupts good habits or manners here's here's a point that many christians don't think about when re- redirecting their life redirecting the pro- process of their life ready for this this is the last point the holy ghost gave me and i'm going to make it very simple take inventory of what is in your house take inventory of what's in your house ask the holy spirit to reveal anything to you that should not be in your house or life i'm talking about items what the bible calls an accursed thing joshua chapter 7 you can read it on your own but the holy ghost said do some spiritual house cleaning. Okay? There are some items that may be in your house that have a curse attached to it. Or you know what that means? That means there's demonic spirits attached to that thing. Have you ever had someone out of nowhere give you something and you had a check in your sphere like, no, this don't feel right? Follow that feeling and don't take it. Obey the Holy Spirit and get rid of it. Whatever he shows you. There may be a lack of peace and other negative emotions and experiences taking place in your life. Because it's, those things are polluting the spiritual atmosphere in your home. And it affects your life, your marriage, and your family. You need to do some spiritual house cleaning. Don't give place to the devil in any area of your life. Cut him off right now before moving into this new year. Amen? When you go home, Holy Spirit, show me anything in my, in my house. Show me anything in my life that I need to cut off, that I need to get rid of, that I need to break this cycle. We must move forward into this new year with purpose if we're going to fulfill the will of God, if we're going to walk into those blessings. So it is crucial that we reflect and recognize on what path we are currently on 
and then redirect ourselves onto the right path, the blessed path, and move forward with purpose. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Prayer team, come on down. Now, maybe there's someone in here you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Do not leave this place without making him Lord of your life. If you would like to do that, I would love for you to come down and pray with one of our prayer team members. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Amen? Don't leave this place without making him the Lord of your life. Maybe you you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. I'm going to say this. Maybe you're one that has been living your life without purpose. You have not thought about it. You've been living unconsciously. You're in this negative cycle. You're, you feel like you're in a, a blender of negative cycles. If that's you, come down and pray with one of the prayer team members today. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism and speak in other tongues and receive the power that Jesus said you would have, I want you to come down and pray with one of the prayer team members. If you need prayer for anything else, we will stay here as long as we can. But I want to be the first to say... I will see you all next year. And we got some people that are traveling to Florida too, right? Alan, Jane, you guys traveling? Yes? Paul and Marie? Come on up here. Let's pray over them right now. Anybody who's going on trips, I mean, for the holiday here or into the new year, come on down. We're going to pray for you guys right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. All right. Prayer team, gather around them right now. Hallelujah. Everybody stretch your hand toward them right now. All of them. Come on in. All four of you guys. They're all all going to Florida. We're all jealous, right? Uh, so, Father, right now, I pray right now that Al and Jane and Paul and Marie, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them safe travel, blessed travels, that, Lord God, you would encamp them with your holy angels, Lord God, that they would have a blessed and relaxed time that they would be recharged, refueled, refired, and they would have the fire of the Holy Ghost everywhere they go down there, and that you would bring them all back safely, Lord God. And we thank you for the blessing that's upon all of them right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that they are all a part of the Living Waters Chapel family. Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Anybody else need prayer? Oh, yes. If anybody would like to help downstairs, uh, we're going to just set up real quick tables and chairs for the dinner next week. If you're able to stay, we're not going to be long. More the merrier. So, all right. I love you all.